Well, a very warm welcome to everyone for our all-church Christmas play, Into the Light. Our hope is that this will be a worshipful service where we will all reflect on the birth of our Savior 2,000 years ago. Again, as I said, this is an all-church play, which means that it is interactive. No one's getting out of this. Sorry. Every one of you here will be a part of the performance. We have Sunday school kids, we have youth group students, we have uh, members of Nexus, we have Spencer as our narrator, we have the choir, the evening service band, as well as plenty of other adults helping out. But each of you in here will also have a part to play as well. Everything printed in red in your bulletin is your task as the congregation. This ranges from singing some of the songs and carols together to booing and whispering when prompted. <laughs> the hymns and the songs will not be announced beforehand. The piano will start playing an introduction and then you as the congregation will join in after that. Please remain sitting during the hymns and songs. There's no need to stand up. Let's enjoy praising God together. I would now like to invite up our evening service elder for our introductory prayer. Please join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, we offer you our praise, honor, glory, and thanks. You created us and you love us. You love us so much that you gave us Jesus Christ, your only Son, for our salvation and redemption. This Sunday we celebrate the Christmas story here at IPC, the birth of your Son, Jesus, the story of God who became man. We thank you, Lord, for granting us this opportunity in freedom and peace. And we pray that amidst all the joy, fun, and fellowship we will have, your name will be exalted and glorified. We pray that you would focus our ears, minds, and hearts on you. And we pray all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen. I would now like to invite up the Siva family for the Advent candle lighting and reading. Good afternoon, church. Uh, today we lit the candle of peace. Jesus is a prince of peace. Our feet need to be ready to spread peace as we serve the Prince of Peace. Okay, let us read the Bible words. Isaiah 9, 6 to 7. Okay, thank you. Okay. For to us, child is born. To us, son is given. And government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually and there shall be peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. Let us pray. Dear Father of peace and love, we thank you for giving us peace by sending your son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, into the world. 
We pray that your spirit will prepare our hearts for the arrival of the Prince of Peace. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you. Join me by this wonderful fire as we get to listen to the start of the greatest story ever told. So, please settle in. We have a, a great pageant for you to celebrate today. In the beginning was the one who is called the Word. The Word was with God and was truly God. 
From the very beginning, the word was with God, and with this word, God created all things. Nothing was made without the word. Everything that was created received its life from him, and his life gave light to everyone. The light keeps shining in the dark, and the dark will never put it out. have seen a bright light, and it shines upon everyone who lives in the land of darkest shadows. A child has been born to us. We have been given a son who will be our ruler. His names will be Wonderful Advisor and Mighty God, Eternal Father and Prince of Peace. His power will never end. Peace will last forever. He will rule David's kingdom and make it grow strong. He will always rule with honesty and justice. The Lord All-Powerful will make certain that all this is done. 
One month later, God sent the angel Gabriel to the town of Nazareth in Galilee with a message for a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to Joseph from the family of King David. The angel greeted Mary and said, You are truly blessed. The Lord is with you. Mary was confused by the angel's words and wondered what they meant. Don't be afraid. Uh, Sorry. Don't be afraid. God is. God is not. God is pleased with you. You will have a son. His name will be Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of God Most High. He will. Uh, the Lord God will make him king as his ancestor David was. He will. Rule the people of Israel forever, and his kingdom will never end. But, but how can this happen? I am not married. The Holy Spirit will come down to you, and God's power will come over you. So your child will be called the, the Holy Son of God. I am the Lord's servant. Let it be as you have said. And the angel left her.
Bethlehem, Ephrata, you are one of the smallest towns in the nation of Judah, but the Lord will choose one of your people to rule the nation, someone whose family goes back to ancient times. The Lord will abandon Israel until only, but only until this ruler is born and the rest of his family returns to Israel. Like a shepherd taking care of his sheep, this ruler will lead and care for his people by the power and glorious name of the Lord our God. His people will live securely and the whole earth will know his true greatness because he will bring peace.
About that time, Emperor Augustus gave orders for the names of all the people to be listed in record books. Everyone had to go to their own home hometown to be listed. So, Joseph had to leave, leave Nazareth in Galilee and go to Bethlehem in Judea. Long ago, Bethlehem had been King David's hometown, and Joseph went there because he was in David's family. Mary was engaged to Joseph and traveled with him to Bethlehem. She was soon going to have a baby. Room for us to stay in. No room here, try the next inn. Do you have a room for us to stay in? Uh, no, no room here, try another place. Do you have a room for us to stay in? No room here, try the stable there. While they were in the stable, she gave birth to her firstborn son. She dressed him in baby clothes and laid him on a bed of hay because there was no room for them in the inn.
That night in the fields near Bethlehem, some shepherds were guarding their sheep. All at once, an angel came down to them from the Lord, and the brightness of the Lord's glory flashed around them. The shepherds were frightened, but the angel said, Do not be afraid. I have good news for you that will make everyone happy. For this very day, in King David's hometown, a Savior was born to you. He is Christ the Lord. You will know who he is because you will find him dressed in baby clothes, laying in a bed of hay. Suddenly, many other angels came down from heaven and joined in praising God. They said, Praise God in heaven. Peace on earth to everyone who praises God.
after the angels had left and gone back to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem and see what the Lord has told us about. They hurried off and found Mary and Joseph, and they saw the baby lying in a bed of hay. When the shepherds saw Jesus, they told his parents what the angel had said about him. Everyone listened and was surprised. But Mary kept thinking about all of this and wondering what it meant. And as the shepherds returned to their sheep, they were praising God and saying wonderful things about him. Everything they had seen or heard was just as the angel had said.
Herod was king. During this time, some wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. They said, Where is the child born to be king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard about this, he was worried, and so was everyone else in Jerusalem. Herod brought together the chief priests and the teachers of the law of Moses. He asked them, Where will the, the, the Messiah be born? <laughs> he will be born in Bethlehem, just as the prophet wrote. Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, you are very important among the towns of Judea. From your town will come a leader who will be like a shepherd for my people Israel. Herod secretly called the wise men and asked them when they had first seen the star. He told them. Yeah, I did tell them indeed. Just give me a second. <laughs> Go to Bethlehem. Search carefully for the child. When you find him, let me know. I want to go and worship him too. Oh, you love me. You all know it.
The wise men listened to what the king said and left. And the star they had seen in the east went on ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. They were thrilled and excited to see the star. When the men went into the house and saw the child with Mary, his mother, they knelt down and worshiped him. They took out their gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh and gave them to him. Later, they were warned in a dream not to return to Herod. They went back home by another road.
The Word became a human being and lived here with us. We saw his true glory, the glory of the only Son of the Father. From him, all the kindness and all the truth of God has come down to us. Once again, Jesus spoke to the people. This time he said, I am the light of the world. Follow me and you won't be walking in the dark. You will have the light that gives life. After hearing you boo Herod, yeah. I thought, well, don't want to end up on the wrong side of this crowd. <laughs> Tough crowd, wow. All these sweet, kind-looking people, what they're capable of. And of course, then I go back to my theology, the doctrine of total depravity, and I know there's depravity in each one of you, and that brought out the booze today. But anyway, good stuff. Uh, another round of applause for all the participants. It's just so great to see so many people involved. And it takes a lot of time, takes a lot of effort, takes a lot to pull something like that off. And I'm very grateful to God for the commitment uh, that so many people have to uh, this event, uh, but mostly to Jesus Christ, uh, whom we celebrate this time of year. So what's on your Christmas wish list this year? What's on your Christmas wish list this year? If you're a more practical type of person, maybe a pair of socks, electric toothbrush, a vacuum cleaner. Anyone more on the practical side of things? All right, maybe. Or maybe if you are a little less practical, one of those portable neck fans, right? Put it on your neck, it blows air. Um, a bonsai tree kit, that's pretty impractical, but might be attractive. Or I think the best one I found when I was looking at impractical uh, gifts this week. A warm and cozy, listen carefully, warm and cozy, taco-themed, wearable duvet. <laughs> so it's a duvet you put on yourself, but not only you know, does it keep you warm, it's very stylish because there's tacos all over it. And uh, apparently it's a thing. Uh, in case you're interested, it's called a taco udi. That's O-O-D-I-E, and it's 38 francs, uh, mail order. I think it comes from Australia, so order for next Christmas. <laughs> well, in any case, I think all of us, right, have uh, at least some conceptually a, a wish list for Christmas. So let me ask you this now. I asked you one question. I'm going to ask you another question. What do you think is on Jesus' Christmas wish list? What do you think he wants for Christmas? Well, it's kind of a tough one, isn't it? It's kind of a tough one. Talk about the person who has everything, right? Jesus Christ literally, literally does have everything. 
We read in the Bible that this whole world, this whole universe belongs to him. So in a, in a way, we're faced with the perennial question at Christmas, in this case to the extreme, what do you get the person who has everything, right? What do you get the person who has everything? What do you get the God who has everything? What can we possibly give to Jesus Christ? Well, I might suggest that part of this answer came from the choir today. Yes, the choir, there you go. <laughs> they sang a song earlier, a Christmas carol. It was a Christmas carol which used the words of the 19th century poet, Christina Rossetti. In what she wrote, Rossetti reflects on what some poor soul with no money or possessions might bring and give to Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the newborn King. And this is what she wrote, and this is what our choir so beautifully sung. What can I give him, poor as I am? If I were a shepherd, I would bring a lamb. If for our wise men, I would do my part. Yet what I can give him, I give my heart. My heart, right? We can give him our hearts. And such an idea, of course, is very scriptural. Jesus invites and commands those to whom he speaks, love the Lord your God with all your heart, right? The Apostle Peter, when he talks to the churches of the first century, he writes, in your hearts, revere the Lord. So we see these scripture passages, and many like it, they express this desire of Jesus Christ for the people of this world. We see this desire of Jesus Christ for us, is for us to embrace this gift of who he is and what he has done for us and for our salvation. He wants us to embrace this gift with all our hearts. He wants us to give, give him our hearts. So why our hearts? Why our hearts? Of all the parts, of all our parts, why speak of giving him our hearts? We see the heart is very special because at least figuratively speaking, the heart is the place of love. The heart is the place of trust. The heart is the place of commitment. It's the heart that counts the most because it's the heart that determines the rest. When you have your heart set on something or someone, everything else follows from that. Thoughts follow, words follow, actions follow, life follows from what's in your heart. Our hearts determine, for example, where we invest our time and energy. How we treat others and ourselves. What consumes our thoughts and attention. From where we derive our greatest joys and pleasures. And so that's why Christ wants our hearts. Because our hearts determine the focus and the fabric of our lives. So to close, let me just tell you this about Christ's wish list. Certainly, when we give him our love, our trust, our commitment, when we give him our hearts, we in some way have given a gift to him. But understand too, this is also a gift 
to us. It's a gift to us because when we give him our hearts, we receive the salvation and the eternal life that he has made possible for us through his suffering and death on the cross. But not only that, not only that, when we give him our hearts, then we can better live the lives he has created us to live. We can better live lives of peace and joy, lives of contentment and satisfaction, lives of faith, lives of hope, and lives of love. Notice, I didn't say it's a gift to us because it will allow us to live lives of health and wealth, power and influence, achievement and attainment and accomplishment. No, it is a gift because it will simply allow us more and more to live a life in harmony with God, in harmony with others, in harmony with ourselves. In this season of Christmas then, in this season of Christmas then, remember, remember the great gift of Jesus Christ that you have been given. But remember too, that we have something to give him as well. And that is our hearts. Amen. We are now moving into a time of tithing and offering. As recipients of abundant life in Christ, we now offer our gifts to God for his use both in our world and in his church. IPC is a self-supporting church and as such relies on the gifts of those who worship here. We invite you to give as God by his spirit leads you, utilizing either the cash envelopes or electronic means as outlined in the bulletin. I'm going to pray shortly and then we'll have a brief time of music. During the music, feel free to give, to pray and to worship. But before I pray, um, let me just uh, make you aware of what you have in your bulletin. Uh, this Sunday and next Sunday, there are two special collections that we are doing here at IPC. And they are for both Christehusli and Netzfir. If you would like to support these organizations, please use the white envelopes that you find in your bulletins and uh, yeah, that were hand handed out to you by the ushers. If you don't know these organizations, Christehusli and Netzfir are Christian charities working with and for marginalized, marginalized people on the streets of Zurich. IPC has been supporting them and their invaluable work for many years now. So let's pray now. Merciful Father, we offer with joy and thanksgiving what you have first given to us. Receive what we have offered to you for the sake of the one who has offered himself for us, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
Good evening, everybody, at the All Church Christmas Play. Wasn't it wonderful? Didn't, wasn't it just amazing? Thank you so much to everybody who was involved. This was a big planning process. My name is Heather Altamat. I'm the morning worship elder here at IPC. I also would like to welcome all of you very warmly to our church. If you're here for the first time, you got to have a really special Sunday with us because this is really the epitome of who we are. We are a morning worship, we are an evening worship, we are young, we are older, we do theater pieces, we have a harpist, we have a band, just a little bit of everything. So I just want to say thank you all for being here this morning. We do have a special tradition here at IPC. If you're here for the first time or if you've never been here before, or if you've been here maybe not in a long time, we ask you to stand up and just introduce your name and where you are from, and we will have somebody come around with a microphone so we can all hear you. So do we have any guests this, this evening with us? Nobody? Or is nobody brave enough? <laughs> okay, well that's okay, because if you're new and you don't want to stand up, we understand. Um, we are going to have a very special fellowship after the service today that's going to be across the street. If you don't know where it is, just follow the crowd. Um, there's going to be cookies and just a time of fellowship of all of us being together. Um, a member of the prayer, actually members of the prayer team will be over here by the piano after the service. Um, we will have representation of both the morning and the evening, so that's very special. So if you would like to have somebody pray with you, or if you, <clears throat> if you have a special praise that you would like to give out today, please feel free to do that. Um, of course, because we had this special service today, we will not have an evening worship tonight, so um, just keep that in mind. So there's no reason not to go to the fellowship. And the last thing I want to say is our Christmas Eve service this year will be very special because we will have, again, an all-church event, which is very exciting, and it will be on the 24th at 3 p.m. in here. So make sure, if you'd like to come to the, the, or the Christmas Eve service, don't come in the morning, even though it's a Sunday. We will not be having a service. So you can sleep in, and then everybody can come here at 3 o'clock. Afterwards, there will be a potluck dinner, um, everybody is invited. It is also very much aimed at people who would otherwise be alone during Christmas Eve, and we do not want that. So there is a sign-up, though. That's really important. Please do not show up if you haven't signed up. Otherwise, we don't know about the food. Um, so there will be a sign-up at the fellowship afterwards. We'd love to have as many people as possible together to worship and be together on Christmas Eve. So thank you very much. Those are all the announcements. And I think Mark is going to come back up. Mark? coming back up for point four of the sermon just kidding <laughs> this is the benediction go from here today knowing what a gift you have been given in Jesus Christ our Lord but go today as well knowing what gift he wants from you and that is your someone listen beautiful and now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit go with you and remain with you always. Amen. <laughs>